Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What is going on, beautiful cosmic family, perfect being, and wonderful soul? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. We have Truth Seeker on, and uh, we dive deep in this one. I break it into two parts because we dive down the rabbit hole. Truth Seeker, he's got his own podcast. He is making conscious music. He has a very interesting background coming out of the Bible Belt, experiencing you know really profound connection with God through religion, having mystical, multi-dimensional experiences, not knowing how to explain them, going to the church for help. So he's been on a ride and he is um, he has some really fascinating out there stories, as do I. So if you check out my YouTube channel, I just released uh, an episode where I talk about what happened to me at Envision, uh, where Thoth came to me. It was like a multidimensional enlightenment experience. It, experience. it was mind-blowing. And so TrueSeek has had some of those as well. And so in this podcast, we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about what it's like to grow up in the Bible Belt, Um, His experiences with shadow beings and the references in the Bible, Uh, the story of the warlock encounter, which is gnarly, Uh, UFO experiences and seeking guidance from the church, his new interpretation of the Bible and how it can be seen and read in many ways, Uh, losing strict religion while continuing the faith, believing in Jesus and finding God. And that's kind of what I entitled this on YouTube was uh, going clear from religion, finding God and decoding the supernatural because, um, you know, it's a little bit. You know, I'm all for any kind of religion and, and all that kind of stuff, but there is there is some parts of religion where you know you can get a little bit lost, and it can be a little bit one sided, and it doesn't allow a lot of uh, mental, emotional, or spiritual freedom. And that's kind of the where he came from, like really deep, intense Bible Belt type of scenario. Um, so you know, the goal is never to offend anybody or anything like that. I like to tread lightly, but it is important when you can use a philosophy and you're you're kind of not using it for good or you don't have complete understanding. And so we want to be able to debate that we want to be able to have open discussions about that not a right or wrong just to be able to openly discuss it so that's what we're doing here Um, we talk about how to walk the path of jesus uh, the power of consistency spiritual and religious hitmen um, which is hilarious too understanding consciousness the work of darren brown why it takes immense courage to question your beliefs and how it can lead to your salvation so yeah, so that's interesting. So uh, we dive into a lot in this in this podcast. I'm going to break it up into two parts. I want to thank you guys for supporting the, the podcast. Um, Patreon, if you want to support me over there, that's that's massive. It allows me to do this. I got paid, which was super cool. Um, so it was a little uh, drop in the bucket to be able to do this full time. And I'm so grateful for those of you who just contributed. So thank you to all my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys for leaving a review. That's the easiest thing that you can do for free. Um so I want to thank, uh, it's just like Chingle, uh, 13 from USA, and the title is A Deep Dive of Mind-Expanding Perspectives. I've been listening to Matt's podcast for a while now. He is great at allowing space for his guests to dive deep into their topics of discussion without getting in the way. I appreciate his genuine style and openness to the spiritual, metaphysical, and sometimes occult topics and ideas that his guests explore. 
If you're open to exploring different perspectives that may push the boundaries of your current beliefs, then I highly recommend this podcast a listen. Give this podcast a listen. Much love, brother. Thank you for putting yourself out there and sharing such interesting content with us. Keep up the great work. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. They are so useful. So leave a review, um, share on Patreon, check out my, uh, support my sponsor, Purium. Uh, if you just go to bit.ly forward slash activate health um, and use the code activate health, you can get a $50 gift card. Um, you, there's a non-GMO, uh, like a gut biome product that helps clear the GMO from your from your gut system. They have cleansing, energy, sleep, immune system. They just came out with an incredible CBD. If you're if you're not taking CBD, I highly recommend experimenting with that, doing a little research on there. Um, and the gift card will give you 50 bucks off. So um, really grateful to have them on board and support the podcast a little bit. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, basically I'm looking at three types of people. Those of you who are really ready for for a transformation. You want to level up. You're ready to do the work. I work with a lot of life coaches, a lot of spiritual teachers, a lot of coaches because I'm always getting coached. I'm always learning and um, I'm happy to share what I know and help you level up or transform or teach you and hold your hand and go through some of these metaphysical or spiritual practices and, and help you design and create a life that you're really wanting a heart-centered creation. So using all the stuff that I learned from the Shaolin monks, from everything I've learned on the podcast, from my own studies, from my own trials, everything. So that's the first type. The second one would be um, somehow I'm getting into the corporate type of stuff because they, they deal a lot with stress and they deal a lot with peak performance. So if you're a CEO, if you're a high-level entrepreneur, you know somebody, um, I'm all about peak performance and I can definitely help with all of that flow state kind of thing. And then the third type of people is those athletes, man. Um, anybody who knows an athlete or knows a coach, I'm happy to send them Zen athlete and, um, you know, get this stuff out to the kids because this is self mastery in disguise. This is, you know, the best thing to get into the kids' minds to teach them empowerment. And if you're an adult, usually we just got to decode some stuff and then recode some stuff. Um, you can go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list. And the biggest thing that uh, some of you have been doing is just time code. Time code some of the aha moments. Share those aha moments. Just take a screenshot if you're watching on YouTube. Um, all these over on YouTube as well. Um, just uh, take a screenshot and share that on your Facebook and just say what the aha moment was or even just the time code. And I'm going to take those video clips and I'm going to actually be working with Gaia TV. So um, I'm, I'm in talks with partnering a little bit with Gaia, who's another one of my supporters of the podcast. They have such amazing content and uh, we're going to be looking at these little highlight video clips like little commercials because they are longer episodes so that's it i'm just going to dive into the meditation and what i what we'll do is just get into three deep breaths and just just powerful state of peace just just focus on peace so taking in a deep breath in through your nose imagining white golden divine energy source energy coming from the universe coming down through the top of your head and pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being just and then seeing the energy from the earth coming up as you let this breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day wherever you are just letting that breath out taking another deep breath in through your nose connecting to this universal source energy and connecting to your version of a higher power nature god source creator jesus buddha whatever you want just a higher intelligence infinite being higher self whatever feels right for you just connect to that that source that energy that knowing that divine intelligence that intelligent infinity and just connect with that in every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being and let that breath out slowly Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose and just connecting to this universal life force energy, pra, chi, prana, chi, source, God, whatever you want to call it, just hold that energy, that thing that's that intelligence, just recreating cells in your body and breathing and, and just healing you and 
you know, your unconscious, all the mysteries of the universe wrapped up in who and what you are, and just connect to the feeling of love and compassion for all beings and higher intelligence and inner knowing. And just send out this energy to all the listeners of the podcast. And I'm sending you this energy. If you're hearing this, just all of my love, my support, my energy, my well wishes, just anything that I am just for you, just to just to have that energy now and just over the airwaves, just everything, all of my support all of my love, all of my appreciation, all of my gratitude for being here on the planet, for being kind and compassionate, for being who you are. You are enough. You are whole. You are perfect. You are connected. You are a divine, immortal being. And I'm so grateful for you. And just send out this energy to all beings, all your friends, all your family, to everybody on the planet. Love, peace, compassion, connection with, connection with self, connection with source. Just deep full inner peace, self-love, self-acceptance. So there we go. I think we are ready to get into part one with Truth Seeker. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a hip-hop artist whose knowledge about esoteric and spiritual subjects are infused throughout the medium of music and lyricism. His music is the embodiment of his own spiritual encounters and supernatural experiences. He has been influenced by the work of Manly P. Hall and has been inspired by greats like Jordan Maxwell, Santos Bonacci, and Michael Tessarian, who have also endorsed his music. The influence he has experienced from these spiritual and esoteric authorities and many others is apparent throughout the lyrics as well as the meanings of signs and symbols. His message is of light, love, and overstanding. Welcome to the show, Truth Seeker. What's up, brother? Thank you, brother. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Glad we can finally connect, man. Been uh, checking out your work for some time now and uh, appreciate what you do and what you bring to the table, man. So like I said, it's good to kind of cross-pollinate now. Yeah, heck yeah, man. You you reached out a, a while back and I and I looked and you have a podcast as well. And, um, you know, you experience, it's interesting because I'll experience, you know, my expression through sport. You know, that's how I kind of, you know, like to enjoy the universe and yours is through music. So they're, they're, they're similar. Yours is a little bit more artistic, but we have, we have our own expressions yet. We're out there with the podcast trying to figure out what the heck is going on and we were having our own intense experiences um, but your environment is very different than my Canadian environment and so maybe you want to give people who are who new, new to you and your work and uh, your music I listened to a few tracks that they're so unique and interesting and smart um, and I've never really heard anybody kind of speak about that you know these subjects in that way so maybe you can just give people a little bit of a background about who you are yeah um I go by the name of Truth Seeker doing spiritual esoteric hip hop. And like you said, the whole environment, you know, it's kind of weird because I actually come from the Christian background. So I used to do gospel hip hop. I used to be a Christian gospel artist, traveling evangelist, going to youth groups and youth conferences across the Gulf Coast. And, and people would have us out to speak to their uh, youth and stuff like that. So I, I had a name for myself. I did it for like almost 15 years or so. And um you know, I was doing that and then started having these experiences that, that took my, my walk a little bit deeper, uh, asking the bigger questions and stuff. And so I would have all of these supernatural encounters and then refer them back to the Bible. Like I tried to use the Bible as a filter for everything when I was in that perspective. And then, um, 
you know, just, just speaking about my encounters, speaking about my experiences, going out and stargazing and, and fasting and praying and just having these crazy things happen and, and seeing UFOs and angels and having these things that just blew my mind. Um, as a psalmist, as a writer, I just naturally put that stuff in my music, you know, and th- that was my life. And I started studying that stuff. And even first off from like a Christian perspective, and then, then I got into the work of the, uh, you know, Manly P. Hall and stuff like that, because I wanted just another look at some of these things that I was ex- encountering and stuff. So it really led me after some years to to em- embrace this stuff and study it from a non-biased standpoint, which I felt like the Christian standpoint was like, they kind of demonize everything. So started doing that and my music just started to uh, evolve a little bit from the Christian hip hop into esoteric and spiritual hip hop and just talking about my life and my encounters and my experiences and stuff. So there, you know, over the years there's been some, some backlash cause I did have a huge Christian following, you know, and then now, you know, we're talking about, I'm in the Bible belt, I'm in the South where like there's a church on every corner and there's churches right next door to each other, butted up to each other with different belief systems and denominations, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. And here I am talking about UFOs, ET mysticism, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm still talking about Jesus and the biblical stories and, referencing the Bible and they, they would rather me just do one or the other and not really tie in the Christian mysticism from it, from like my background and my encounters in the spirit realm with Jesus and stuff. So that's kind of where I am. And it's been a, it's been a hard road. It's been a beautiful road at that though. And, but I understand that I'm not alone. There's a lot of people who resonate with the message and just cause I've been so vo- so vocal that I've been in the church and had these type of encounters and experiences with like psychic abilities and stuff like that. And just being open about it, even when I've been told not to, even when I've been told to stay silent that, you know, I'm going to get in trouble on my job. If one of my coworkers finds out that I'm going live, talking about psilocybin, you know, and uh, just all of these things that would come against me and say, don't talk about this stuff openly. I found out when I did, when I just kind of threw off all restraint that uh, doors started to open, that people were going through the same thing, even from a Christian perspective, but they had nobody talking about it. So when I, when we talk about the podcast or we talk about the music, like it's blowing up right now. It's it's insane that the messages that I'm getting daily about people have like I'm the embodiment of their story. Like I represent what they're going through and nobody is talking about it. From a Christian perspective, like a lot of people still have like their Christian foundations of of like belief in Christ and, and, and the Bible means a lot to them and things like that. So to still have those core beliefs, but still be okay to explore the spirit realm, to explore psychedelics, meditation, trance, yoga, some of these type of things that open up and essentially um are used in spiritual awakening, you know, moving from one level to the next spiritual alchemy. And so that's kind of what my music and my journey represents. And, uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It is hard. You know what I'm saying? But you learn not to take things personal. You learn that it's not about you. You know, you represent something higher than yourself and things like that. So if we was to take it personal, like I would have quit a long time ago, this has kind of been coming since day one. And I've lost a lot of good friends along the line. There's always these trigger points, right? these people who are willing to walk with you, especially people coming out of the church and then going back to the church and then coming out. I deal with a lot of those people. So people will come with you. They'll they'll walk with you for a couple of years, a couple of months. And then you say one thing that triggers them and it's too scary. They have to like, nah, you took it too far. 
you know, you'll be having these conversations with people and you're dropping knowledge about the Illuminati. They're like, yeah, I know about the Illuminati. I know about this and that. And they're building it. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 And then you hit them with something else and like, Oh yeah, I'm, I can't deal with you. You know, that's too deep for me. You know, you're doing this, you're doing that or whatever. I was like, man, I thought y'all was deep. Let's go. You know? So it's kind of weird being in the Bible belt. Like I said, where everybody's a Christian and everybody's, you know, they demonize everything. They demonize meditation. And this is like print, like childhood stuff, almost like elementary stuff. Meditations like 101 with uh, connecting in, in, on a spiritual plane. So I've put out within my music and even in blogs and things like that, where all of this stuff to me is beautiful because it's within the Bible. Like the Bible talks about going in the trance state. The Bible talks about leaving your body, traveling to the third heaven in a realm that was so beautiful that you didn't know if you took your body with you or your body was left on earth. Like it talks about these things regularly, talking with angels, being led by voices in the wilderness, fasting and praying, all of this stuff that I'm into. The Bible is like pro this stuff. It's not against it. Jesus was the life of Christ and the disciples and all of these people. So I find it, you know what I'm saying, really beautiful that that stuff's in the scriptures. And it's not like those people who have that faith in Christ or that faith in Christianity, you're not going that far out of the realm of what your true beliefs are, even in the Bible. Cause all of this stuff that I'm talking about for the most part is within the Bible, you know? Wow. Yeah, man. Well, I can only imagine that environment. And for me being Canadian and I was always strange to my friends you know, with, with what I would talk about and what I'd experienced. And I find it interesting that breaking point and what kind of came up for me is um, just like the ability to allow someone to share their experience without judging it. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, if I've had an experience and I'm sharing it, I'm not saying you have to believe it. You can even think that I'm a liar, but what I can do is I can just share it. And if you can just allow that to be without judging it, uh, you know, you're going to expand what you're doing, you know, like you're going to be able to expand your awareness. And I think that I actually just met a new friend who grew up in the Bible Belt as well. And she, she was a preacher's daughter. And uh, she, she talked about the blinders. And like, if you look outside of what this, what, what we're telling you, you go to hell and Satan yeah. and the devil. And that is terrifying. Imagine being four years old, preacher's daughter, or even anybody in, in that type. And if you go outside of it, you, you could burn in hell forever. Yeah. And that's some terrifying stuff. And when people really believe that, you know, yep. intensely, and you're offering something else, now all of a sudden you become the, the thing threat. that yeah. and, and I think that it's fine for anyone to have a belief and an opinion in as strong as it may be just without the attack. That's the thing is just allow it to be and allow them to kind of go over there, you know, without, you know, taking that extra step. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about maybe one of your first experiences that kind of twisted it for you or, or some, and then how that led you to research and yeah. trying to piece that together because you're not going to have any resources. So thank God for the internet because <laughs> before that you just be like, uh Oh, you know, what am I going to do now? <laughs> for real, man? Yeah. And people are able to find us, right. You know what I'm saying? They're typing in certain keywords and search terms. And here we are talking about this stuff that they're going through. So that was essentially it for me. Um, my, my spirituality and, and, and dabbling in, in the occult and things like that started when I was a kid, man, just having supernatural experiences as a kid. I remember, you know, at, at three years old, waking up to the shadow beings being in the room and laying on top of you, holding you down to the bed. Like 
I thought it was normal to have those encounters. So I had that happen to me as a kid and it piqued my interest in the occult or just in the supernatural. I say the occult, just in the supernatural or the occult because the word means unknown. You know what I'm saying? The study of the unknown. Um, so watching movies that kind of use magic and, and, and was into like showing you that there was another world laying on top of this world that we're in right now. And you would see that in movies and stuff. People able to travel within the world to be able to manipulate matter and things like that. But it was always, you know, taught that it was something that wasn't real. It's just in the movies. It's in the X-Men comic books and, you know, it's not real. Um, and then just having more experiences and, and seeing that it was and, and, and encountering beings as a teenager, man, I had, I ended up stealing something from a, um, from a warlock who had a protection spell on his belongings they summoned the elemental spirits to come and get his belongings back from me that I stole as a teenager. And, um, and, and they appeared, a huge entity appeared, looked like a camel, eight foot tall, ran past me and my cousin, knocked us both down, screamed and ran. And from that point on, like I was learning the occult from this guy, learning witchcraft and stuff. And I was a teenager when it happened, you would think that that would like push you away and Hey man, I'm not messing with this, but it like, took me even deeper because I knew that the spirit realm was, was real. And that if I got good enough within the craft that I can learn how to summon entities and things on my own. Like if I got good enough, I can, you know, summon this elemental or whatever the demonic entity, whatever it was, you know? So that took me in deeper. And like I said, going in and uh, then having the Christian experience coming out, uh, out of that, you know, everything always comes back to like, my childhood, like wanting to know what was going on. Was that demons? Was that uh, angels? Was it spirits that are in between? So having those encounters, man, it set, it set the, the, uh, the baseline for my studies and even as a Christian and then being in churches and having mystical experiences and people laying out and slaying in the floor, people shaking, vibrating, speaking in tongues, and then doing the studies where you see all religions do that. They all have, you know what I'm saying, glossalia, where they're able to get into a trance and fall out and the women are rolling on the floor. And these other, all types of other religions do that. And they, the churches I've been a part of, the women do that. They go into trance and they cry out for Jesus and they cry out for the injustices of the world. The spirit enters them and they start rolling, crying, speaking in tongues and stuff in the Christian churches. So for having these trance encounters and these ecstatic experiences, it just, you know, it's kind, it was kind of normal to engage or the thing like you're talking about is like to take the blinders off where you you can't say this is just for Christians or whatever. Christians are the only ones who speak in tongues. Christians are the only ones who practice the laying on of hands and healing people by praying for them or speaking positive affirmations over them. Like that, tons of people do that. There's, you know what I'm saying? Reiki and chi, chi energy and the Holy Spirit and all of this stuff, man, to see that it's not just privy to Christianity. And that was like the big thing for me to know that, look, we're not it's not my way or the highway. We're not the only ones who, who own these terms and, and prophetic abilities and psychic abilities and stuff like that. All of that's throughout the Bible, man. So, you know, I've had a lot of encounters, man. I've had a lot of, of experiences, but the biggest part is just to know that you don't know, you know, cause in those realms you have to figure out, you have to speak like you have everything figured out when you don't. And, and that shows, it shows a, it shows a lot of stuff, you, you, you know, going to pastors and stuff. And if they don't know, they'll just demonize it or 
act like they uh, have the interpretation for that particular biblical verse and stuff like that. And, and it is really refreshing to, coming from the background to go into the Bible and see all of these encounters again, man. Job being waken up by spirits in the middle of the night and, and they are bringing messages to him. And, and he, he talks about like an encounter with a ghost, with an entity that woke him up. And, and people are still doing that. Like people are having encounters in the, you know what I'm saying? In the midnight hours and, and, and bringing messages and people walking into, um, going into Walmart or going into the, the, the food store and you can feel and hear what people are thinking around you. Like, you know what I'm saying? That it talks about that in the Bible and that's going on today. So it, it makes it more real for me to understand that those realms do exist and that, uh, and people are being affected and influenced by those realms and don't even know it, you know, you, and, and that's like the majority of the people who, who, who listen to my music. It's, it's not just like for entertainment purposes, man. Like it's something that reaches deep down within them. And, uh, you know, it's like the embodiment of their spiritual encounter. There's people who listen to the music because they've had those encounters. And then there's those people who start listening to the music and then they start having encounters after entertaining the stuff and, and, and researching it and thinking about it and hearing songs over and over and over about entities and UFOs and things like that. Um, and then they start to see UFOs. They start to look up at the night sky, pay attention, and they start having their own encounters as well. It's been really cool. Man, that's, you know, I've had a lot of podcasts. I've never heard about uh, somebody getting tripped up by a warlock and your cousin was there, you say. Yeah, that's the thing. I always have to say that because I, I'm just a student of the universe, right? I listen, to, I listen to Joe Rogan. I used to listen to Joe Rogan when I had time. Um, and they would talk about, you know, that these spiritual encounters are just DMT released in your brain and it allows you to see ghosts and goblins or whatever, or UFOs or whatever. But there's something about it when two people experience the same thing. So I could see if it was just me, because I, I, I like even now, all of my UFO encounters, I'm still wrestling with them. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, and that's why I talk about it. I get everybody's opinion and what they believe and what they believe and what they've experienced. And so I'm open to that. I'm not like, this is it. This is what it was. And if you don't believe me. You know, go, you know, I'm not into that anymore. I was in, in Christianity. Trust me. That's why I'm so against that. But, um, you know, when, when two or more are having these same encounters together, man, they let you know that something, something happened, you know, and I always have to submit it. And I always go back and look at some of these, you know, well, maybe that was a bird. Maybe that was a satellite, you know. So I made sure that I wrote down every encounter that I've had, every experience that I saw. So because you're going to try to talk yourself out of them. That's how the human brain works. You're going to be like, well, it could have been a flock of seagulls. It could have been this. It could have been that. And, um, but like, there's so much to be said that, that comes along with those encounters, man. It changes your life. Put, I'm doing this. I left Christianity of, of uh, you know what I'm saying, evangelism and a huge platform and had, did shows for thousands of people. You know what I'm saying? I left that to, to pursue what was my truth. And I didn't, I didn't leave the fundamentals of the faith. Like I still, like my, my journey, it's, it's, it's all still part of my journey. I still believe in a, in a lot of that stuff, but, um, I, I would never try to, uh, I would never try to not talk about something for fear of the repercussions. And that's why 
that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why, but, but at the same time, like I stated earlier, like that's the reason I think that it's doing so well. Like my podcast and my music is doing so good because I, like all my friends, I have friends who had very similar account encounters. We would have them together and they won't talk about them. They have jobs, they have family, you know, they, you, you know, you go live to yeah, I've summoned a UFO. I fasted and prayed and UFOs appeared to me, you know, and they sent messages to me telepathically. Like you start talking about that. Yeah. You sound like a crazy person. Like I said, we're in the Bible belt on top of that, you know, but I'm talking about this stuff in my music and on my shows and stuff. So you got to understand, like, there's a target on my back, man, you know, but there's, there's a target on anybody's back who's speaking about this stuff, the, the truth in general, whatever that truth is, especially when it goes against the mainstream narrative, or when I say the mainstream narrative, the religious narrative, whatever like is the establishment in your area, whatever avenue you're sharing that through. Hmm. Yeah, man. Well, you touched on a lot of great points there. And I think that for me, it's awareness, right? It just, it happened. And it's like, it, it's what is, if you're sitting with a group of people and you see something, you know, and it's, it's basically beyond explanation. You can't explain it. So yeah. you're afraid of it. So you'll create this thing, but we're conditioned as a society, especially if you go back, you know, the more years you go back, the, the heavier the conditioning is. It's like, you don't speak about this, right? Yeah. So even if you had the courage to be, speak about something you didn't ha understand, you were terrified that what that other person would do to you, kind of like 1984. You know, if you have the courage to be like, hey, like I saw this, I, I, I saw this thing. What do you think that means? And we're exploring reality. Um, and so when I think that you have the, the courage to share your experiences, it takes a lot and, and people who have them know that they're not alone because you're right. I've had the experiences too. And even a few hours later, usually you're like, okay, that still happened. And then the next day, and then maybe a few months and then you're talking to someone and they can't handle it and they don't understand what you're talking about. And you're like, did that happen? It's like, no, I saw it. I even have it on camera and it's yeah. like, but I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened. And so you're kind of like piecing it together, but people, people who, you know, don't relate to it, they want it to be in a box. They want to just close it down. And, yeah. and that's just awareness. That's just awareness. Because for me, you know, if I say to somebody on the street, you know, Hey, yeah, I've had this guy on my podcast today. talked about getting knocked over by a warlock and be like, Oh, that's nuts. I'm like, well, just listen to the guy's story. You know what I mean? And then you can decide after, but you can see in somebody's body language, you can see in these different things and just let them ex express the story. And you're like, hmm, that's very fascinating. You know, that what an interesting experience rather than nope, that doesn't happen because we, I think, are moving into a much different reality and through meditation and, and through these different things, a lot of things happen that are unexplainable. And it kind of opens this gap. If we're in a third dimension, we're going to a fifth dimension. And all of these things are real, like, where do you go when you die? And maybe that'll tie back into the religious thing is because that's where the fear comes from. They don't know what happens when they die. Nobody really does exactly. Yeah. And so it's terrifying, right? And so if you could kind of go to hell, and that and that would happen, then it can kind of contain your life experience. And um, what I feel is important from what I've looked at in, in spirituality and esoteric and all that kind of stuff is to have the most joyous, expansive, loving, harmonious, exciting life experience. And if your perspective on reality through religion, through spiritualism, through whatever the case is, um, and it provides you that great. Yep. But if you're miserable and you're hating on everybody, then maybe yep. it's not so great. So yeah. 
you know, it's, and, and it's, if you, whatever you want to believe, that's like, I can go skateboarding and I can give you a hug and we can dance and I can listen to music and I can do that stuff while simultaneously someone is doing something completely different. Yeah. Perfect analogy, man. And there's people who are in Christianity. I have friends and acquaintances who are in Christianity and they're the most joyous, loving people you'll ever meet, man. And they, and they get it. They're spiritual. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's their realm of belief. That's their realm of, of thinking. That's their box, if you want to call it that. Um, but then again, there's those other Christians who are like the most mean, evil spirited, uh, out to get you racist, you know what I'm saying, within that same religion. And that was kind of like the, the big thing for me that kind of uh, allowed me to tr- kind of transcend the Christian church or whatever was the fact that understanding, like I've dealt with people of different faiths, faiths of different belief systems, and I've seen that same peace within them. Like those people in Christianity who had that love and that joy and that peace that surpasses all understanding, which the Bible speaks about, you know, plainly those people who had it. And then I would see Muslims who had it. Then I would see, see Hindus and just see people who were just seekers, spiritual people who don't have, they don't hold to any religious doctrine or whatever the case is. And they had that same peace and that same joy. And Jesus talks about that, man. He talks about that being fruit of, of a spiritual life, one who is in fellowship with the Holy spirit. And, uh, and that's contagious, man. Like that has the power to transform people's lives and, uh, and, and, and helps helps you get through life, helps make the, uh, you know what I'm saying, the battles and the stresses and things like that a little bit easier to bear. And that that's the, that's what I'm about, you know? And I talk about it all the time. Like, I would rather, like, m- my whole show, I want to I wanna talk to people who have had tangible experiences that have changed their life versus um, people who just have theories of what it is or doctrines or belief systems or whatever and want to go over that. So I, so I have to guard over it that way because – I want to know something that people can can apply to their life that can make them a better person that can make their experience you know what I'm saying a little bit more enjoyable. So the spirituality that I possess I believe has that it's it's a tangible thing and and that's what I'm about. I'm not about conspiracy theories and trying to prove uh, trying to talk about stuff that I can't prove just as a theory. Like this stuff that 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 I'm talking about it's real life. You know what I'm saying? For me, first of all, and you start talking about it, you find out, yeah, a lot of other people have had these these same encounters or something very similar. Like you said, you've experienced a lot of this st- stuff I'm talking about as well. And you know what I'm saying? The psilocybin encounters and, and going into the spirit realm and deep states of meditation, coming out, trying to make sense of, of what it is. But for one, I would say the fruit of a meditation experience or a psilocybin experience is, is life changing to help you be more in the now moment to better yourself. It'll show you the things that you need to get out of your life. The the people you may need to cut off the pursuits, the, the, the stuff out of there. That's not, that's not right that you got to get out. And, um, I equate that a lot with the teachings of Christ, man, talking about searching out your heart. You know what I'm saying? Be anxious for nothing, always be in the now moment. And as, as you're able to go in to, to, to these states through, meditation or psilocybin encounter or ayahuasca or whatever like it there's a similar message that is being shared and it's all about the now moment there's new agers and spiritualists who are writing books about this teaching you how to be present and to be aware and and that because that's the only time that we have we're not promised tomorrow we can't go back and change something that we did yesterday or, or something that somebody did to us we only have this moment so every conscious moment 
seven sec- seconds ago. I can't take back what I just said, man. Like this is the only thing that we have, and we have to be present and make the best decisions and the best choices. And uh, hopefully, from what I teach and what I believe, it's it's that's going to empower people and make them better people, man. Let them know that they're not alone. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. I I totally resonate with all that. And and while you're chatting what it made me think about is just how you interpret the Bible. So if you look at uh, the autobiography of a yogi and you'll take Christ's teaching and you'll say, this is, you know, a passage from the Bible and Yogananda will say what he meant. And it's so beautiful and on point and it resonates and it's about truth and compassion. So it's like the eyes, right? But there are books missing from the Bible um, that make it a little bit more confusing and it's really mm-hmm. simple to understand. And, and this is the hard thing if, if somebody is in that religious thing, because like there's so much goodness in the church. There, there's so much potential yeah. for community, for, for expansion, for living a good life. And some people are doing it so great. And there is a capacity to control minds and hearts of people, which is historically kind of what's been happened. If you kind of want to take a peek and go to different spaces and have a look and be like, oh, this isn't a full perspective. This is unhealthy. And, you know, <laughs> if you want to go all the way with this, yeah. This is terrible. This is not the, <laughs> this is not the message. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of where I wanted to lead with that is, you know, where you, you'll look at the Bible now from a different lens, right? You can see war oh, yeah. and hate and, and take it literally. And, you know, this is the way. But um, we're talking about like the spirit of Christ and Christ consciousness mm-hmm. and walking the path. And so if you think like judging someone else and attacking them and trying to do these like, you know, squash the plant, squash the animal is something that Christ would do. Then I think that you, you didn't read the book, right. You know? And so, you know, if you want to be Christ, like you want to live in Christ consciousness, what would he do? Is like, would he yeah. judge? It's like judge not lest you be judged. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll let them do their thing. Um, I'll set the example and you can make it really simple. You know, if somebody's super overweight and they're 500 pounds and they're sick and you can say, that's, that's cool. You, you don't go up to him and say, hey, you're terrible because you're overweight and, you know, you're a loser, whatever the case is. You, you can just be in shape, eat vegetables. If they ask you a yeah. question, you can say, hey, I'd love to help you. No problem. These are the things that I did and you are the example of it. And um, one of the other really important points that you touched on, I think, is, is being an actual seeker. It says in the Bible, it's a seek and ye shall find. And I... I don't know that many people actually seeking, to be honest, on this planet. I grew up just so curious about what was going on. I had a religious upbringing, but it wasn't, you know, yours is dialed in a hundred, you know, a hundred fold. And I'm just kind of looking at it and I'm like, what is going on? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And so I traveled the world. I went to Nepal and meditated with monks and they have the beautiful Buddhism. It's, it's a perspective and, 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 it's, it's intelligent and there's really great principles and it's open to all things. Now you go to China and they take Buddhism and it is not the yeah. same. I didn't know you could do that to Buddhism, but they did it. And so maybe you can talk about, um, you know, what you think like the true message of the Bible is or yeah. what you found from studying different religions and how that encompasses. And finally your views on Christ consciousness. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I think, I think it's, uh, beauty is in in beauty is beauty is in the eye of the beholder so like people are going to read those same ma- manuscripts and they're going to get different interpretations from it they're going to uh, and, and and the, the scriptures talk about that uh like it's it's not a history book like it's not to like people read the bible 
and then they try to go find the Ark of the Covenant or they try to go find Noah's Ark. And there's expeditions and, you know, excavations and stuff. And people are trying to find Noah's Ark or trying to find all of these relics in, in the Bible. And, you know, they're bending the truth and saying that they found it and stuff. But essentially, the, like the, the Old Testament and the way it's written is in allegory about our lives, about our, about our spiritual walk, our spirituality, um, all of the other nations in, in the scriptures that the Israelites came against and had to fight and they wanted to steal stuff from them and tried to kill them and were possessing the land that was theirs. Like that's all symbolic about stuff that, that goes on with, within our own spiritual journey and their names. When you do the, 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 the study and if you break down the Hebrew, even the Greek, some for the new Testament, you find out that those names are like trauma you know what I'm saying? Uh, strongholds, disappointments and stuff. And they have to do with these negative, at, these negative attributes of the human psyche. These things that we, that, that, you know what I'm saying? This, on, on this journey, the stuff that, that we deal with and the way that they overcame these other nations that may have been called the Ishmaelites or the Amalekites or whatever. You got to break, break it down and see what that's talking about. The way they overcame in very similar f- fashion is the same way that, that we are to do it. And the, um, idolatry the golden calves like those are presented to each each one of us man like you know what i'm saying it was it was it was presented to jesus to bow down and worship satan worship the fallen one then i would give you all the treasures of the world like we're presented with these golden calves in our lives too some people get get stuck there that golden calf for some people could be religion could be a relationship could be music or whatever the case is it's different for everybody and it's really interesting like there's this this way of looking at it because I had someone um, on the show uh, about two weeks ago who comes from the uh, bhakti yoga tradition and was talking about this very similar schism within their own practice of about their scriptures being um, being literal or symbolic in allegory. And even within their own religion, there's just this a very similar ter- like, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, schism as is in Christianity for those who, who understand like the meanings of the Bible. It's not, it's not telling the story of, of King David, of um, Solomon and all these people. It's telling our story. This is a story about us. And then as you read the new Testament, it goes on to kind of show you that. And Jesus shows you that. And, and there's times where Jesus was teaching and uh, he's in, he's in a temple and he said, they're all doing like a Bible study. Essentially. He says, y'all know the stuff we're reading. It's about me. This stuff's talking about me. And then we're going to read even further, and it talks about how all of that stuff was an allegory, and it's about covenants, and it's it's about, you know, what I'm saying the spiritual seed that that that's within the 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 hearts and minds of 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 every person on the earth. It talks Jesus uh, in the book of John. It talks about Jesus. It says Jesus is that light that lighteth every man that comes into the earth, not Christians, not people who have said this prayer, not people who believe with this doctrine, but it said, Jesus is the light that lighteth every man. And I believe that that flame is in the hearts and lives of every person on the earth. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like in like the Hindu tradition, they believe that there's an actual fire within your heart with an actual fire there that, that, you know what I'm saying? is there. And that, that's the picture of, of the sacred heart of Jesus. And then it takes someone who is enlightened, someone who has that that spark, someone who is in that note to breathe upon that, that fire, that flame within you 
so that you are set ablaze for the truth, that you are, that you have your, your spiritual encounter, that you come into the baptism of fire or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or a Kundalini awakening, all of these things, it's speaking about the same thing, the chi energy, the pranayama, the Holy Spirit. I believe that it's all the same. The fruit of it's the same. People's lives being transformed. They become more peaceful. They become more caring, more loving. Uh, when they ha actually have that encounter, they just begin to burn with the fervent heat. They start crying, shaking, and they feel like all the evil, all the bad, the wrong they've ever done is burnt out of them. When they have this encounter, they essentially feel like they've been born again. And I I've had that encounter. In, in the Christian church, I've had similar encounters in Kundalini Yoga. And to me, it was the exact same thing. The exact same fruit came from it. When we start speaking about this stuff, people feel like they own those terms. And nope, that's not the Holy Spirit. They want to you know, tell you why it's distinctly different and this and this and this. But it's, it's the same thing when it's talked about. We have different words. I'm talking about psychic abilities. Psychic abilities are all through the Bible. They don't call them psychic abilities. It doesn't say ESP. You know, it doesn't say pranayama in the Bible. There's different terminology, but it's the same fruit. It's the same situation. They're called spiritual giftings, uh, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom where you're going and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you instructions about your life, about the people around you, being able to discern spirits that are on people or riding people or in people. That's in the Bible. It's called the discernment of spirits. And we would call it being empathic. You know what I'm saying? And this, it's universal. Nobody owns these, these terms and, 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 and these abilities, if you want to call them that. But when we're able to kind of move beyond the dogma, and that can take years, some people never, never do that. A lot of people, they, they, they make strides, they come a long way, they come out of it, and then there's that fear kicks in. Well, what if I'm lying? What if I'm mistaken? What if I'm sending people to hell? Trust me, I've, I, it happens to me left and right. I have people who I've been walking with for years. They have a change of heart. True seekers are false prophet. I'm going to let everybody know about it. Stay away from him. And they, they renounce their mushroom use. They renounce their meditation. They renounce their float tank experiences. You know what I'm saying? And they still do this. We look at Stephen Bancars and people like that, you know what I'm saying? Some people who are even, ha they, they have platforms, you know? And there's this, this thing that what if I'm wrong? And they just renege on the whole thing. And it's a journey, man. Coming out of religion is, is hard. It's very hard. I, I've went back and forth so many times. Like I've, I've made strides. I've got rid of, and then I get rid of all my books. Manly P. Hall, Jordan Maxwell, I get my music, all of it. That's how deep it is. Like you're saying, if you're putting your eternal salvation on, on this right if you're if you're uh basing where you're going to spend eternity upon being right and about your doctrine and what you believe that's scary some people never overcome that yeah man you made you made a, a lot of amazing points and it's so funny how these things work because i just had a really deep discussion with a friend uh last night about that who was the the preacher's daughter and uh you know, she, she just kind of talked about her experiences and, you know, needing to play the piano and do all these things and look at it as a kid and just be so interesting. And everything was like forced, you know, like it was especially bad because she was the daughter right in the Bible belt. And so she, she's like, I couldn't do anything wrong. Everybody was like looking at me, trying to protect me. And what it makes me think of is this uh, part where you need somebody outside of you to save you 
right? You need a yeah. guy, you know, this goes back. This is in Jesus's time. Jesus goes in and he goes and he clears the temple, right? You, you don't just stand there uh, wearing a robe with a book in your hand, telling these people, this group of people that you have spiritual authority over them. You know, Jesus was like, don't do that. And what are people doing now? You go to this big building, there's a guy up there talking. And if you go beyond these words, now something outside of you is giving you spiritual domain, spiritual over your own being. And the message is, no, you create that. And I, and I was talking about this a few podcasts ago on that fundamental shift. We need to regain our own authority over our own existence. And it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be confused. It's, uh, you know, but when you put that, that eternal damnation on you, that is like a big wager, right? It's a huge, that's an all or nothing wager. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you better get it right. You have to be right. <laughs> right? You got to be right. Because, you know, maybe I'm wrong and I'm going to burn in hell for all of eternity. Now, the thing is, I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen because through meditation and different experiences, things have happened. Yeah. I read the book through certain eyes. I was like, no, yeah. this is what Jesus said. Look, he said this. God's within you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check. Said yeah. be a good human. I'm being a good human. Check. Okay. Um, and the other thing that I just say is so basic is just collaborate with your environment. Look at the species. Look at all of nature right? Just be like nature. Nature is collaborative. You know, you don't mm -hmm. see beavers going around and clubbing other beavers yeah. because this beaver likes that bush and this one likes this bush. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's just some ridiculous stuff. Um, and then <laughs> I think what you're speaking of as well is the dark night of the soul, which mm -hmm. um, is a fascinating experience because you yeah. get to this point and it just crushes oh, yeah. everything you think you know, right? And so if, if yeah. you go through life and you're taught one way and it's not correct. That's again, a huge thing to swallow because you're starting from scratch and that's where people will have awakenings, 21, 28, 30. And that's why like Burning Man, um, I had a, met a guy last year who um, I just started chatting to and he was in the military and he was Asian. So the Asian programming can be really intense. You know, the traditional Chinese yeah. family, you worked really, really, really hard, had to go to school, learn all the things, really no wiggle room for anything else. And was in the military, even in um, a gang, did a lot of bad stuff. But now he just had the awakening and is like, oh, my God, what was I doing? And I was like, it's okay, man. It's like, it's okay. You were asleep. You, you know, you were doing these things. Now you know, though. Now you know the difference. And now you're going to be judging yourself because you're out of that fuzz that yeah. is kind of, kind of placed on you. So I guess the question that I'd ask is, okay, if we're talking about UFOs, warlocks, multiple dimensions, um, and just an expanded awareness, because when you keep pushing that reality and that thing, <laughs> you're going to open, you're going to start to open your eyes. You get more light spectrum, you get more stories. Yeah. And you'll notice yeah. if you have the courage to share your weird story, most likely someone else has had that weird story, something similar. They don't understand it. And there's no guidebook for this. It's not like, oh, well, when this weird thing happens, you reference this book, you yeah. know, and then you figure it out. It's like none of us know. But yeah. when we share together, that's how we're communicating to get to a higher level of awareness. Um, if you think about like the stoned ape theory, if that's a real thing, you got a bunch of monkeys. They do they're not conscious yet and apes or whatever. And then they do the psilocybin and they start to breach consciousness. They're not going to know what that is. Right. But yeah. then they start to kind of try to communicate and the language changes and language is super important. So been going for a bit there. So the question I, I'll ask you is if it starts to expand to fairies and demons and angels and gods and things like that, what have yeah. you kind of pieced together for 
um, what you think is actually going on here and how yeah. to live, you know, a joyous life. That's really what we want to get down to. We want to get down to, you know, trying to figure out the truth, but being fulfilled, being excited about life and uh, applying these spiritual principles, you know, walk the path, right? You could be, yeah. if you're like a Satanist, right? But you're the kindest person and you're doing all these kind acts and you're just like so kind, but you believe something like really weird, you know, but you're, it's just like, but you're being kind to be like, I don't care what the label is. Like the label might be a challenge for me, yeah. but all you're doing is being kind. So you know what? Have at that, have at yeah. it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, if we look at like what the stuff we're talking about, especially like in the Bible Belt, you know, I got a frame of reference, aliens, UFOs, fairies, everything you're talking about, demons, jinn, um, elementals, things that are not just angels and demons, but the wide spectrum. I believe that they're all real, you know, and, and I've, we've talked about it like it's, it's a, a consciousness expansion. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Like if you're looking for fairies, I believe you can find them. If you're looking for gnomes and elementals, I believe you can study that realm and find them. I, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. I don't know if it becomes real to you, but I know that your reality shifts and you see that when the majority—I say the majority—almost all the people you'll come to contact with on a daily basis have no idea that you've been talking to fairies and they've been appearing to you, seeing just like nobody knows I've been awake at three in the morning, four in the morning you know, when the sun's rising at five and six and seeing UFOs and communicating and having angelic encounters, they don't know that stuff. So your reality is different than the person sitting next to you on your job in your, in your cubicle. I believe all of this stuff is real, man. I think that the, um, I think that the holy books and things like that, all of them have a piece of the truth in it. Like you said, a lot of the books that were taken out of the Bible, um, have a lot of this stuff in there about, um, a lot of it actually talks about going, taking trips back and forth from heaven to earth and stuff and being caught up in, in the spirit realm to, to these other, other dimensions and stuff. That stuff was taken out of the Bible. We look at Enoch and, and all the truth and stuff that's in there that you actually have to know that stuff to interpret the rest of the Bible because they're like quoting it and they're talking about reference points and stuff and you don't even know that stuff. So a lot of it's real. Um, what's going on as far as like we're talking about aliens or whatever. I, I just believe that they're angels. You know what I'm saying? Like the easiest term, they don't show up and say, Hey, I'm, my name is so-and-so I'm an alien. No, they don't call themselves aliens. I don't even think they call themselves angels, but it would be what we would call them. If they call themselves, you know what I'm saying? Palladians, Octurians, whatever star systems they're from. I don't know. Maybe I've, they've never told me that was their name. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, there's people who, who, who claim that they have, um, all of it's real. I believe that, uh, I believe in I believe in God. I believe in the Great Spirit. I believe when we call we use a lot of different names for God, Yahweh, which is kind of a biblical term because He says, "I am that I am," and I will be whatsoever I will be. And I found that 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 God or that conscious consciousness or universe, whatever you want to call it, it's it's a little bit more personal for me. He's a father to me. You know what I'm saying? He's a friend. It's 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 someone I can talk to when I have no one else to talk to. I'm, I can fellowship with this. God that created everything in the whole universe. He isn't the universe. I believe he created the universe and it's like a, it's an intimate relationship. And when times get hard, man, that's the beauty of, of the Christian experience. Like it lets you know that, look, you know, when you feel like you know, when you're at the end of your rope, don't give up, you know, there's hope for you. There's a love that you can tap into. There's an experience. And some people need to kind of go outside of themselves, man. Some people, you know, they, 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 need that at first to, to and, and then to know that that they're that they're 
created in the very image of that entity or that, that God or that, that father, that creator, that spirit, that presence, man. Some people need that. I, I needed it. I was at, I was at rock bottom, man. I couldn't, I was going crazy dealing with these entities, dealing with demons and elementals and all that stuff. I was going insane and I needed a higher power. You know, we look at AA and stuff like that, man. They do need this power outside of yourself sometimes. I say, it's not me. It's this that I'm getting my energy from. Um, so there is a lot of good stuff that goes on within the churches. And, and I have my head is off to that, that the ones who are really doing that, you know what I'm saying? That's not all of them are doing that, but um, that, and I really like the fact that in the churches and stuff too, I say the churches, there's the, that's, that's a broad statement. There's so many doctrines and denominations and stuff. But I, for me, I, I really like the fact that some of them are essentially keeping up these practices that I've been talking about the psychic abilities, the stuff that is talked about in the mystery schools, the laying on of hands and healing, going into trances, being caught up, receiving visions. I love that stuff. That stuff's, you know, especially as we're moving towards more of a technologically advanced civilization, that stuff's kind of being, you know what I'm saying, feathered out a little bit. So I do like the fact that I can look at them falling on the ground, rolling and speaking in tongues and receiving dreams and visions like that. I like that stuff. I'm I'm excited that that they're doing it, even if they don't know what they're doing. That it is something more ancient and more primitive than than they even know, and and it's even more universal. The Holy Spirit, you know, getting all of that stuff, man, it's so beautiful to me. But you know, it's a spiritual practice for for a lot of people. Um, I don't own any of the terms. I, I'll use whatever term, and it, it's helped me in my music. You know what I'm saying? I can talk about aliens. I can talk about angels. I can talk about the rankings and the hierarchies of, of angels that are in the Bible. We could talk about the the jinn and the, the different names of, of, of the different uh, aliens and things. Because to me, it's it's essentially the same thing. Um, we don't we don't own anything on that. So it's a spiritual practice. It's beautiful, um, but it comes down to the simplicity of walking in love and just walking like Jesus. Like we, a lot of get into like church and things like that. They want to argue about what Jesus meant. He really meant this. Well, that scripture wasn't around to hear. Well, that, that doesn't even exist. Like it really gets down to the simplicity of just doing what he's, what he did. He said, look, I'm showing y'all the way, what I'm doing, greater things you'll do. Go out and do these things. Show grace and love to those who, who don't deserve it. Show grace and peace to those who, uh, who have never experienced it. It'll change their life, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and just do the, sim- the simple things that Jesus did, man. And it, it, it will change this. It will change the world. Look what it did for him and his and the disciples and, and, and what they went out to do. And that message is still there, man. It's not, you know, what I'm saying people are, are getting that um, people are leaving the churches in droves, but they still get it, man. And that's why they're leaving It's because they get it. They, you know, they want the, the, the spiritual encounter. They want the relationship with God but they don't want the dogma. They don't want the rules and regulations, the touch not, taste not, and all this man-made stuff that they built on top of this encounter. That, that's what was my deal. Like I had a supernatural encounter with God, and then I went to church to try to build on top of that or like to, to find out what that was, grow in relationship with that. And I ended up getting dogma, religion, and, and uh, all of these other things that, that was never meant to happen. So that's the beauty of it, man, that it's a personal relationship for, for everybody with, with their creator, you know, uh, the father, God, you know, the, the, the whole feminine aspect of the Holy spirit is more of a nurturer aspect. Just looking at like all of the, how everything just 
coincides. And I think we're all really at the end of the day, all the religions and stuff, I think we're all saying the same thing. Um, we just have to move past the, the dogma and things like that. And my, my life totally changed when I, when I seen that. Well, man, well, <clears throat> thanks for sharing all that. At the end, what it made me think about was just somebody in a different religion, let's say Chinese Buddhism. And again, these are broad. We're not, you know, I don't think the intention here is to say anything. We're not saying that, you know, what you're doing is wrong or what you believe yeah. is wrong. Um, it's more the structure, right? So if you go, you know, uh, in World War II and you're in the Nazi camp, that's a structure. You might be a good dude, but you're in a Nazi camp. Like, yeah. that's a pretty intense analogy, I guess. Um, but it's just like you're within this structure, right? Like, even Canada, USA is different. You know, your church in Alabama, very different than the church I would go to in Vancouver. Now, neither of them are right or wrong. It's just an experience. And are you enjoying that experience? Is it allowing you growth? And and are you happy? And um, you said a lot of things that it made me think about, Um, you know, have you ever heard about Yahweh as a mathematical formula? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So there's a course of Robert Grant. So he, he created a, it's like pie over something else. So it kind of blew my mind and it goes to, it gets intense. It's very fascinating. Um, so then I started thinking about compassion for those in religion. And I swear yesterday I was thinking about having a sign in Alabama, just saying going clear, like Scientology going clear of religion. And, um, again, I really have respect for Jesus. I've studied Jesus, but yeah. I've read uh, uh, the Bhagavad Gita. I've read some Vedas. I've read uh, tons of Buddhism. I've been with Buddhists and it's the message. And Jesus was a master of that, that perspective. He's like the master in North America or whatever. He's the master mm-hmm. there. Then you got a master in China. You got a master in London and it becomes this teaching, but you can distort the teaching and things get a little bit crazy. That's human stuff. That's yeah. not, that's not the master. So mm-hmm. then I thought about just the compassion for somebody in the circumstance that you have, because, you know, a lot of the people I think that watch my podcast, they would say, you know, maybe they get like a three to four, three to six out of 10 on social conditioning from your parents and your community, right? You got to go to school and do this university, right? And here's our religion. And we're going to give you like a four out of 10 intensity. When you're in Alabama or certain parts of the United States, it's a 10 out of 10 intensity, probably, as I can understand it by talking to you. And that's, you know, everybody, and then everybody in your communities like this, and all your elders, this is just what everybody does. So if you start to think differently, that's terrifying, because you are maybe going to lose your friends, maybe, maybe even your family. Yeah, big that time. Would be, a lot of people have, yeah. That's, that's awful. It's yeah, so awful. It really and, you know, you got to be right. And that's where I think stuff gets crazy, like Scientology. That's a thing. People lose faith. They, they say, no, cut them out, cut them out. Now, yeah. there, there can be vibrational shifts and people will cut out naturally. But there's a, there's a, there's a way to kind of do that from a, from a higher well, standpoint. Because they're a threat, though. You, you're, yeah. like, you, yeah. you're trying to uh, demonize these people and actually mark them because they're a threat to what you believe. Or, and, and, and the threat is what if they're not right? What if there's another way of looking at the same thing? What if there's another perspective? We're all looking at the same thing, but just from a different perspective, you know? And, and so if you challenge that or you bring about another, like all that stuff happened to me coming out of the church realm still happens. You know, I get comfortable sometimes and it still happens, but I'm used to it now. But, um, you become a threat, man, you, and, and they will, 
you know what I'm saying, mock you and 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 say all types of manners of, of evil against you. But we're talking about Jesus again. Jesus warned of the same stuff. Like they did it to him. He said the servant is not the servant is no greater than a master. If they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. You think you you're special? You're a follower of Jesus, but you don't want any persecution. You're a follower of Jesus. And the same things that they say about me, I'm not the only one, you know. It's a lot of people listening, but if you like they said the same they said the same thing like you're going that you're you're following satan they told jesus jesus is doing miracles healing people and they said well you didn't you didn't do it right you didn't do it in in our tradition or we 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 believe you you know using the power of satan i'll show you i'm using the power of satan jesus is like i'm using the power of satan to heal people you guys don't even get it like if a, a kingdom dividing divided against itself will not stand how does Satan cast out Satan? So I'm going about doing good works, not bad stuff. I'm healing per- people. This person was sick. Now they're healed and set free, but I'm doing bad stuff. Okay. So Jesus went through the same thing. We're in good company. Yeah, man. It, yep. It, it, he went through all of it. Exactly. And I was thinking this the other day that we're just in the same scenario. It is literally the same scenario as that story it's there's no different except for now we have much more access to information back then it would be harder it'd have to be like an oral teacher and these teachers are there you know just just seek truth get to the root of it you know if you want to go to uh religion and you want to be a catholic or you want to be a christian get to the root what like go like start to go in jesus said look within god is within he said those words find it find what resonates you know like if you seek Honestly, you will, you will find it and, yep. and it's not going to be anything with fear or judgment or hate, you know, Jesus didn't have time for that. You can't be hating on everybody on the play. He had a <laughs> lot to probably hate on, you know, he's just like, yeah. okay, that's wrong. That's wrong. Don't murder that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't murder like all of those people. That's not a full time job, man. He yeah, would have had right, a ministry yeah. of exposing people, which a lot of people have out here. Their ministry yeah. is to expose other people. You know, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to kind of touch on was uh, I think the interesting thing where science and spirituality and religion are starting to merger. And so I've been going through resonant science. I'm going through this course by Robert Grant, the ed- etymology of number. It's a mind blower. I'm probably retaining maybe 1% of what I'm looking know, at. It's right? just like, it's crazy. There's I'm just taking it. Listen to because it is like, oh, oh yeah. I'm just taking it to the face, man. The very little's going in, but the overarching you know, yeah. like this is how I've come to it. Now, if, if you're smart enough to dispute this, you can get right into it. And I'm not, um, but other people are. So I'm kind of getting the, the root knowledge. And um, one of the things I think is coming down for, for me is uh, frequency. And, you know, if we're in an electrical, you know, electromagnetic universe, yeah. frequency. so you're going about your day and you're operating at say 90, which is love, joy, harmony, forgiveness, kindness, compassion, um, non-judgment, right? And you're in that frequency. Now, when people are in a lower frequency, 40 of like shame, guilt, anger, judgment, they know that you're at a higher frequency. They know in their being like, you know, people who do things that are, that harm others, they're not fully aware. They're not fully in their mind. It's not who they are. Humans don't naturally go out and try to kill other humans. We're tribal, we're communal, we're kind. We're loving. That's our nature. That's what human nature is. And it can get bred out through uh, left brain conditioning, through logic. That part of the brain is, is really structured in school and really, really they focus on that because the other side is spiritual. It's creative. It's connected. It's universal. It's natural. And so if you can be that frequency 
of kindness and compassion, what happens is you're automatically almost healing them because I forget what the term is. Maybe someone out there will know what I'm talking about. But along the lines is like in the frequency world, the higher frequency, the lower frequency is going to get absorbed into the higher frequency. The higher frequency always wins. And, and serve. So if you want to serve your community, stay in that frequency as much as possible and just allow others to, to do their thing. But they notice it, you know, they notice that example. And it's the same thing if we're in a society of overweight people and, uh, you know, everybody in Obama, Alabama, they might be, I think it feels like that would be possible. And you're just super in shape. You set the example of, you know, there's one in shape guy in our town. How does he do it? Well, we see him going, He's getting more vegetables than us. He yeah. seems to go to the gym a lot. He's going for jogs. So yeah. you're setting that example, but you don't have the time to go around and tell everybody about why eating Kentucky Fried Chicken all you can eat every single day is probably not ideal for your health. It's like you can go ahead and do that. I'm going to eat some vegetables and go to the gym. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, man. That's you know. I think it goes hand in hand with like the deeper meaning behind the spirituality for me, uh, even what, what you were just talking about a while ago, like how, how can we uh, enjoy this life more? How can we walk in peace and, and enjoy more? Um, it's, it's to do what we were put here to do. You know, the, the, the two greatest days that, uh, that on a, in a person's life is the day that they're born and the day that they find out why they were born. Like, why were you put here? What makes your heart beat? What do you, what do you love to do? And whether it's painting, art, working out, health, fitness, uh, conversations, connecting people, whatever it is, find out what you're put here to do and to do it. And, and, and that's one of the greatest joys for me. And that's been on my plate as of, of, of recent, the last um, few years is to, to be able to do music and podcasting and, and this type of thing full time um, to pursue it and to do it. And so that that's one thing I would say, too the people that have that vision within them and they want to manifest something. They want to be a speaker. They want to write a book, whatever it is. They, they want to bring this to the table. They want to create movies and videos or do music full time. And um, I think the, the passion to pursue that man is where it is. And like you're talking about, not like worrying or getting mad at other people or doing it full time. And you don't think they're doing it right. And all of this kind of stuff, but to, to really find out, what's working for them. And that's what I love to kind of tie into, you know, my podcast with my guests is people, how did they get to do what they're doing full time? Like, how did they make that transition? And we freely talk about this stuff. And a lot of it has to do with the power of the now moment, the spirituality, gratitude, walking in, in blessings and stuff like that. So the spirituality ties back into it. Uh, you can go all of, all over the place with aliens and angels and all this kind of stuff. But the whole spirituality is to become a better person, you know, making good men better. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's about. Following your passion, following your dream and, and finding out how to do that. And that right there, man, like if you're doing like, that's going to, that's going to negate all like the majority of the bitterness and, and the, and the hatred and the rage, people are waking up going to dead end jobs and they, and they, they hate what they're doing for a living and they want to find out how to do it. And they've, they've given up on their dreams and stuff. So a big part of, you know, what I believe in as far as spirituality is concerned and stuff is to pursue that. And I've been doing it. I've been watching this stuff manifest and, uh, and come to fruition over my life that I've been dreaming of for years and it's finally happening. And I look at my friends and people who are doing the similar things and we're working together. We're trying to see what we can do. How do we make these dreams manifest? And I talk about dreams. 
psilocybin comes into play, like going into those encounters, finding out what you're supposed to do with your life and getting a game plan on how to do it. That's what happens on, on my journeys. I'm get, getting, you know, revelation about my life and what to do. And um, it, it could be done. So as far as making like enjoying life, making it more comfortable for yourself and for other people, do what you were put here to do. Don't wait, make it happen. Do something today that's going to manifest for tomorrow. All right, guys, that wraps up part one with Truth Seeker. I hope that you enjoyed the first part. We are going to keep diving down the rabbit hole in the second part. As I said in the beginning, such fascinating, interesting experiences that he has. Uh, you know, we're walking similar similar paths. Um, you know, just he, he comes from a very intense environment and, uh, you know, very, very rigid um, perspectives, not right or wrong, just is. And he's, you know, having the courage to step out and finding what's right for him and talking about what's right for him and actually bridging the gap for a lot of really religious people out there that are just like questioning a little bit you know the the religion all the religions there's truth in religions there's 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 a reason why they've stood this the test of time and just from my perspective it's just i think what i've heard and what i believe in my research is there's missing books in these things and then that the religions are taken over by men not not these people that have left the teachings is it gets controlled by men and men historically have wanted power and they've wanted control and i think that's kind of a little bit what's happened in in some of these things and you know working on things like the international tribunal for natural justice uh, www.itnj.org and you know there's some really terrible stuff that that exists in the church as far as you know even stuff like pedophilia and you know really dark stuff that comes out of there and if you talk to any of the and I've heard stories about priests and things like that doing just absolutely terrible stuff. It, it does exist, um, but it doesn't mean all of the religion is bad either because there's a lot of really great stuff in there too. It's just that the people, the humans are the ones who mess it up. So if we can kind of, you know, take these ideas, take these perspectives and learn it and take, you know, what, what, what is useful for us and, and learn to think for ourselves, learn to question our, our beliefs, learn to, you know, find what resonates with us, allow other people to believe whatever they want to believe, find a belief within yourself, you know, within your heart, you know, what are you, what resonates with you could be Buddhism, it could be Christianity, it could be Catholicism, it could be Mormonism, it could be whatever the heck, if it, if it, if it just brings you peace and love and joy and, and harmony, um, I think that's the point. That's kind of like my guidelines for it. So it can be a little bit tricky. And some people are in, you know, like Scientology is like another one, you know, there's probably some great in there. There's a lot of personal development because I, I looked at it. I was curious about it and it's great personal development uh, to a point. And then, you know, to another point, it gets pretty intense in some of the other practices they do and, and how they keep people involved and stuff like that, that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't, maybe that is the way, I don't know. Um, but it's not the way for me. And I enjoyed some of the things that I learned from it. So anyway, I'm just ranting. Uh, thank you guys who support the podcast. Please leave a review. Please, uh, of these aha moments, just time code them. Take a screenshot on your phone. If you're jogging, tag me on Facebook, tag me on Instagram. Let me know and I'll take that time piece and I'll put it on YouTube to put like a little clip to get these little highlight clips out there. So if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the podcast, please do those time clips because it is super, super, super valuable. 
Um, supporting on Patreon is fantastic. If you guys want some coaching, you know, if you're really serious about leveling up in your life, I'm happy to share all the techniques that I know. If you're a high powered entrepreneur or individual or CEO, you know, we can go peak performance all day, but also stress reduction for you and your staff, which is the key to flow. Um, you know, people are skipping steps out there in peak performance and flow. And, you know, a lot of people using those terms, but not really understanding what it is. So stoked on doing that. And anybody out there who wants to level up, uh, you know, Zen athlete, share it with your friends, share it with your kids. Anybody who's doing sport should know those principles. They're simple and they're effective and they're amazing. All right. So that's it. Check out my sponsor, Purium, bit.ly forward slash activate health and use that code activate health to get 50 bucks off. You can use the gut biome product. You get it for free. Check out some CBD or a cleansing or immune or energy or sleep or whatever the case is. I've been using a few of their products now and they're freaking amazing. And it's what the ingredients are amazing. They're all non-GMO certified organic, like the best and uh, making me feel real good. So check them out. And that's it. I'm going to stop rambling. Sign up for the email list on my website. And we are good. Check out the Lucid Dreaming freebie. And that's all the stuff I'm going to shout at you. So let's go into this meditation and just find this connection with source, connection with spirit, connection with God. Let's just do that, that God, that energy within, the energy of all life, like the primal force, intelligent infinity, and just connect to whatever that is for you. So stopping whatever you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Just connecting to powerful life force energy, God, source, nature, Whatever it is that it is for you, just connecting to that energy, that intelligence within your cells that grows the bodies, that grows the nails and hair and and everything else. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the doubts of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, connecting to divine life force energy, God, Prana, Tao, Jesus, Buddha, intelligent infinity, nature, source, just connecting to that deepest most magical connecting essence for you, just connecting to that energy, creating this spiritual bond that's just for you, just for you and that energy and letting it out slowly with all the doubts and all the worries and all the restrictions of creating that. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose, connecting to this God force, life force, universal force energy that is in all beings, connecting to love and compassion and just send out that energy and that love and compassion to all the listeners on the podcast. And I'm sending you all of my love, my compassion, my support, my energy so that you remember that you are whole, you are infinite, you are perfect, you are balanced, you are a wonderful, perfect being on the planet. Just all of my love and support. Just send that energy out to your friends, your family, community. Send the energy out to the entire world, wishing peace, love, and compassion, and inner knowing and connection with all beings on the planet. Seeing that energy come back to you magnified a hundred billion fold, allowing that energy into your heart, seeing yourself magnify with this energy. Letting it resonate through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. So there we go. That wraps up part one, and I'll see you in part two.